What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 319th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, your birthday boy, your boy's birthday. What? Uh, my name? I'm SBJ. Uh, with me <laughs> is Greg. Yellow. Happy birthday. Post birth belated. I mean, yeah. The time timing of this is real weird. But Rick. yeah, birthday stuff. Very weird. Uh, Mike is here. Hello. It's uh, not actually your birthday when we're recording, and it won't actually be your birthday when this goes live, right? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. But we're straddling the day. I'll be. Uh, I'll we're be right over it. Be driving in a car for about seven hours on my birthday, as as one would one imagines their birthday could ever be. Yeah. I've had many a birthday in a car, so let's <laughs> the dream, really. Oh yeah, it's totally the dream. It's, it's the is how it should be. We all aspire for that to happen. I will say though, if you're listening to this on Monday when it comes out, which is July 30th, the day after my birthday, you're listening to this right now on Monday. I'm probably streaming on Twitch for my birthday. We're doing a, I'm doing a 12 hour stream on Monday, July 30th, from 11 a.m. Central Time to 11 p.m. Central Time. You want to come and hang out, uh, and your Monday is boring, and or you want to uh, you want to avoid work because it's Monday and you just had a two day weekend. Then uh, Twitch.tv/pkmncast. I'm probably streaming if you're listening to this. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, I'm sorry I just wasted the last 15 seconds of your life. <laughs> no, Will. He has his. Uh, I think his. Mom and niece are over this weekend. That is that is correct. They are okay. I'm sure if it was like niece, I I don't think. Wait, I would. I think Will has a sister. I know he does. Definitely has a brother. Anyways, this is all news to me. <laughs> Spoil this. Where this whole episode is talking alert. about Will's family. Uh, Will has company over this weekend. We're also recording this early because I'm going to be out of town. We got a little bit of Pokemon news. Surprisingly, nothing. Nothing too notable has come out a very tiny bit of Pokemon Go news and some Pokemon movie news, because that will probably never happen. And that'll pretty much be the show. So a uh, nice, short, sweet, to the point. And I guess we'll just jump right into it. Micah, you like uh, comic books, don't you? Uh, I used to. Okay. Same. I'm pretty That's sure. about it. On, the end of on, that. on an airplane, I saw you open a comic book app. <laughs> uh, that, m- my friend, excuse me, is manga. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Now, now we're into it. Okay. All right. <laughs> now we're going to get to the real heart of this argument. <laughs> if I'm going to sit back and let this happen, go. If, if I told you, what if I told you, Pokemon digital uh, manga. Or is to be released on devices such as the Amazon Kindle, Comicology, iBooks, Nook, Google Play, and Viz platforms. Is what it? What is it? What is this? It's just <laughs> like all the the Pokemon <laughs> manga, or what? I think so. I like all so. the old ones or just new ones? It says, uh, this is off Bulba News. It says, throughout 2018, Viz Media is set to release the Pokemon Adventure story arcs through all the devices I just listed. 
Um, and the Pokemon, a Pokemon movie tie-in manga is scheduled to be released in 2019. Uh, out now is the Pokemon Adventures Red and Blue Volumes 1 through 7. August will be Pokemon Adventures Gold and Silver 8 through 14. September is Ruby Sapphire. October, Fire Red, Leaf Green. October, also Emerald. Uh, November, we'll get the Diamond and Pearl releases. December, Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver. Hopefully somebody didn't come in halfway to this conversation and thinking like Pokemon's re-releasing Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver. Uh, December, also Black and White. And then December, Black and White 2. Is that when they ended? Is there more than that? I thought there was more than that. I mean, there's more but... than that, but they may not have the rights to them. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. There's like literally every single month if you have a Amazon but Kindle. But also... I will say this, having gone to my local comic book store, a lot of the new series are being released in hard, actual physical copy here, so they probably are going to wait till those sales die and then release them. Mm. You don't want to cannibalize that that stuff, I suppose? Nope. They're already failing as a comic book market, so get the sales when you can get them. Have any of you two read uh, these said... Okay, all right. Let's have the conversation. What the, I don't know what the difference between a comic book and a manga is. It's oh. just it's uh one is is good. Okay. <laughs> okay, wait, hold on now. <laughs> all right. Hold up. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Now we're right. gonna do it real. All right, all right. You didn't clarify which one, so no bridges have been burnt yet. That's right. What it, what do you got, Greg? Let's hear it. So you have to start at the end and go to the beginning, okay? Because it's a different okay, country. Okay, but that's that's just that's how you read certain reading materials in Japan. So the main difference is country of origin, really, and size of the sometimes size and sometimes format. So like manga covers a lot. It covers their magazine stuff. It covers their digests. We do the same. We just. It's this. It's essentially the same product, different country of origin. Is about the only real difference. Do you disagree, Micah? No, that yeah. that's true. And I, I was mean, just kidding. I do actually like, like tradi- like traditional American comics. To. I guess. Yeah, I, I used, used to, to too. I don't not really, so much. I don't really care as much anymore. Mm-mm. And I don't uh, care much about manga anymore. It's a lot to keep track. Like, I cared about Marvel until it was too difficult to keep track of what was going on. Yeah. Like, on a weekly basis. <laughs> on a, on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, okay, I'm done. The writing's yep. terrible. I don't care who you do. I don't, whatever. We're out. I'm out. So, so the nice thing about, I, I don't know. I don't know the actual pr- pronunciation. I'm probably going to get yelled at for it. But I usually just say manga. I'm sure it's probably actually manga. But. I don't know. I've always said manga. I I like that I can just kind of pick up either a book, like a volume of a manga, and go through a bunch of it. Or, I don't know, there's other apps that I can use to read them and catch up on it. And it's like a monthly thing rather than like I have to keep up with... They're like contained stories rather than I have to keep up with a universe. Well, I think that varies depending on what titles you're following. I mean, I do the same for graphic novels now, right? Like, if somebody says, oh, this arc of X-Men was really good, I'll go look 
to see the graphic novel version because I know that everything should be contained in that section, and then I don't have to worry yeah. about the rest. But but they I mean... don't they don't tend they don't tend to cross their universes as much in manga as they do in comic book form. Correct. That's what I mean. Like yeah, I but... I can read I can read Berserk, and it's just Berserk. I don't have to worry about like what's going on with uh this other character in this universe that there's. 377 books for that I haven't read and I don't I mean, know their backstory but they did a crossover so I should know because it to, adds to the story if I know to be fair though you can also just say eh <laughs> I don't care about that person that's true I'll, I'll read the wiki that's true you can but I can't I can't do that <laughs> <laughs> like I like I need to I need to know oh I get it I get and it. It's That's why I got too... out of comics. That's why I got out of comics. It gets too overwhelming. There are a lot of like single contained, like self contained stories in comics that I like, like in graphic novel form or, you know, trade paperback or whatever, like that I do like lists. Uh, I do like reading from time to time, depending on what it is. Like, case in point, Scott Pilgrim, which also kind of like bl- blends that. Is that yeah. a, is that together, a graphic like, novel or a ma- a manga? It kind of is like a hybrid. It's like, a hybrid. Oh, okay. That's like the thing the, the only thing I ever actually read cuz I enjoyed the movie so much back in the day. Yeah, it's similar to that in like I guess maybe the best way to describe it is uh volume of a manga is like multiple chapters in one volume. Granted, those this is so complicated. This it's is like a way more so like it, a lot of a lot of manga will come out in magazines or in you know uh, like col- collections with other stories in like a magazine format that you can get in Japan, and you just read like one chapter at a time throughout. I don't know the course of a month or a couple months or whatever. And then they'll take those chapters and combine them into one volume and then sell that volume. I obviously don't read those magazines, so I don't have access to, like, this is a chapter. You can go online and find stuff, but I typically yeah. don't like doing that. Like Shonen uh, Jump? Yeah, like things like Shonen Jump. And Shonen Jump is, like, that's where a lot of the big classics are, like Dragon Ball and Naruto and all that stuff kind of originated from Shonen Jump. I mean, I mean, to be fair, like, there are certain things that you need to know. Like, you can't pick up Baruto without have, you know, you'll have run into the same problem if you didn't read Naruto. Like, they do have continuations of universes. So it's not unique to America. It's just that America really, in the 80s, started to cross over their titles really hard to increase sales. And Japan just has a lot for sale. And they don't <laughs> tend to blend their universes as much. Like, you can get heavy into a bunch of, like, there's probably just as many, if not more, titles for sale in Japan. But they, in my experience, not living there, um, they I don't see them cross universes over as much as the American ideal of, we need to cross these over so that you also will buy XYZ book. And they do some of that stuff with, like, Shonen Jump. IPs like Jump All Stars, where they cro- do like really once in a rare while crossovers with like Naruto and One Piece and Dragon Ball and whatever, but it's not 
it's not to the extent that Marvel con- like Marvel expanded universe is just like literally every IP interacts at some point. Every team of characters interacts at some point. Yeah, there every team of characters has like f- hundreds of books. Yeah, specifically for that character or for that team. And if you don't know certain things, then you don't get certain aspects of the story, and it's way more overwhelming. I not think, a real than fan. Just like, like granted, One Piece is has like a billion volumes, but yeah, I mean, there it's there one are, story to pay attention to. It's yeah, not, there are, there are a lot. I mean, I think the thing that American audience try to do is they try to find breakpoints and restart points so that you aren't required to buy fifty eight thousand volumes in the past, but. Sure. They tie back a little bit so that you have an incentive to go back there, but it isn't necessary. Whereas I think for a lot of manga, at least when I look at it, I'm like, okay, if I start reading this, I need to go back like 15 years to the beginning because it's still all been one story. Correct. So pluses and minuses. Having, I will say this, I've read bits and pieces of the old pokemon manga and it's a very different story from what i remember oh i think i think half the gym leaders are evil and trying to take over the world in the red and blue one or maybe that's in yellow like isn't that like i mean i've had this conversation before where people are like ash ash and red are different people they're but different like, stories yeah yeah that's like a very ash, different story ash and red and then the other red they're like all the same person except they're like different it's like different versions of batman like the batman in the 80s is not the same batman of batman whatever the who i don't know who plays the current batman the guy the guy i think the guy with the bat suit yeah and i actually the the i didn't read much past the like early stuff in the manga and i'd like to so this might interest me well, let but, me tell yeah. you the, the let me tell you the prices, Micah. Oh no, okay, this is the it. this is the deal breaker right here. <laughs> See, normally this is the other thing too. Like, real quick before you before you get into pricing, the a big difference between traditional American comics and manga is like you buy a volume of a manga that's multiple chapters for like ten bucks for a volume of it. Where comics, it's like three dollars for one chapter, right? And then you buy a trade paperback later after, I don't know, the season or the year or whatever is over of that or that arc is over. And it's I don't know what's the like standard pricing for a trade paperback, like 20 bucks, 15, About 20, 20 bucks. bucks. Yeah. Mm. But also in color and twice the size and printed True. in the correct order. <laughs> True. I mean, that is a huge difference <laughs> that we didn't talk about. Difference. Like, manga is traditionally black and white. Black and white only. And, and fairly cheap, cheap to print. Very. And comics are very much full color. Like, a lot more artistically involved. Nah, I shouldn't say that. That's No, I mean, I would say there's a lot more steps. Like That's there's the, all it. the coloring. There's all you know. There's an extra layer of production that American comic books go through that manga doesn't necessarily always have to go through because theirs tend to be black and white and in a smaller format. Some Correct. would say it's not always black and white. Oh, stop! But your <laughs> Here heart we go. always knows what's right. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> not whether you Pokemon win or lose. Dojo. I'm ha- I'm hanging up. <laughs> if you choose. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at the Kindle here. 
It looks like all the digital versions of the Kindle. I'm actually probably going to buy one of these this weekend. Uh, one, because I will uh, be at a party that I uh, might try to avoid. But um, <laughs> it looks like that uh, all of them are $6.29 on the Kindle, with the exception of the Volume 2, which is $7. It's, for whatever reason... 70 more 70 cents more expensive every other one is 629 but if you wanted the complete set it's 44 dollars on the kindle on the kindle which i would assume is probably the more popular version of the devices i listed before is it like six dollars for the entire volume of like like six dollars for the entire collection of like ruby and sapphire oh i wish no it's it's it says uh pokemon adventures red and blue volume one 629 pokemon adventures red and blue volume two 699 that's that's there are almost normal manga prices yes uh on on amazon for the actual physical book it's like a dollar more but interesting have you ever moved seven books i mean Seven books in your yes. backpack compared to like one very thin e-reader or just your phone is a huge difference. That's true. It is. I mean, you, that convenience is baked into the price. I do own like the original red and blue series and I own the yellow books. I which... have a bunch of the yellow ones. I don't know where they are, though. Oh, my gosh. As far as I haven't read all of all of the Pokemon manga, but as far as favorite story goes from what i have read yellow is my favorite one yellow far. is so good it's really good it's really good i don't want to like scare you or alert you guys but it's almost like they're reimagining yellow this november what? this is very <laughs> this is a very different like there's they haven't done anything like what they did with the yellow story in the manga since that like this is it's a completely different story it follows like a cowboy that has whoa, a cowboy whoa, whoa. hat <laughs> with like a like yeah, a yeah. like a whip. It's really sweet. It's actually really good. It is really good. It is. It is. Is his name either Trace or Chase? <laughs> Their name is Amarillo. Yeah, which Amarillo. Is, I believe Spanish for yellow. I'm out. See, it's Correcto. very good. It's so it's, good. It's my favorite. I don't know. It, like I, I have mean, very fond memories of reading that. Like I might pick them up again in digital format because I like it. Well, since you guys like storytelling so much, let me tell you <laughs> what a transition. Let me tell you about uh, the next bit of news here. Detective Pikachu film moves companies. Oh no, moves distribution companies. Yeah, I got the article here. Also, uh, this is off bubble news, but originally reported by the Hollywood Reporter. The rights of the Detective Pikachu film are being transferred from Legendary, from Universal, by Legendary, I'm sorry, so being transferred by Legendary from Universal to Warner Brothers. The deal between Universal and Legendary is set to expire on December 31st, 2018. This is the first time that Legendary and Warner Brothers are working together in a distribution deal since 2013. Detective Pikachu is not expected to move from the May 10th date that Universal has finalized. All of the cast and crew remain in their positions, and there has been no information of any changes. Okay. 
I don't know if that's good or bad. I feel like anytime a I movie moves from another movie company, that's bad. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's the difference here is it's moving uh, just the distribution of it. So who has to send it out in theaters? And I couldn't tell you the behind the scenes that would make a difference. Like Legendary is still making the film. They're still in charge of it. They still have all the same actors, crew, everything. Just who is sending the movie out to theaters or out to DVD is switching. And I don't know enough about the business to say that's a good thing or that's a bad thing. I think the positive I take out of this is that they proactively sought out a new distributor knowing that their universal deal was ending because they're still committed to get the movie out. Do they not, though, have production no. involvement at all? No. Legendary is its own company, but they don't have a distribution channel. Okay. So it was Legendary slash Universal, and Legendary was the creator of Universal. If, and I'm sure we'll get hate mail because I'm doing this wrong. But from how I understood it, Legendary is the creative aspects. And then they would distribute their product through Universal Studios. So Universal would do all the PR and all of the getting it to projectors or printed or whatever. Okay. All right. I, it, what... What has Legendary done that's like a Hell, really... They did Hellboy, didn't they? Yeah, okay. And then Hellboy uh, 2. World of Warcraft. Oof, oof. Let's go back to Hellboy. That was actually kind of okay to watch. That was not the oh, worst. Oh, they did Pacific Rim? Okay. Yes, yep, yep, yeah. yeah See, here's Rim. the issue, that's though. Like, film. I'm looking at the the billings for Legendary, and none of it looks to me like things that would say that they would be really successful with something like a Pokemon movie. Yeah. You guys did... Well, I know Greg didn't finish Detective Pikachu, or didn't play Detective Pikachu. I, I didn't think, play it. I don't think Micah finished it. I did not finish it, no. But man, that ending. There's just a lot of like a lot of what it looks like they make is violent action movies. Well, I mean, they... I mean, yes, but they also have that sort of geek niche movies like Warcraft and Pacific Rim and Godzilla like they fit into that same cult geek mentality so it makes sense that they would also approach a video game title and say you know we have experience making video game movies because i think that in that aspect it fits the kid aspect of it is, you know, who knows? They haven't necessarily done it before, but that doesn't mean that they can't. Sure. Yeah, and it's like the the game itself, as as the only one here that finished it, there are all the 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 what is it like the mystery novel story points in that game, but they're like broad enough to where you can really write a script around that, and I don't think anyone's going to be too mad that it's like, they left out this puzzle where you throw the, the <laughs> can of soda in Garboder's mouth to produce the right smell um, to get past this door. Like The little like silly puzzles like that can be skipped, and you can still hit the plot points of like, Son is looking for dad. Son discovers Pikachu. Pikachu talks to Pokemon. And then the best part about that game is just like seeing how Pokemon act and 
like sure. feel. So like at the end of the day, you would assume that said boy looking for dad will find dad and that's okay. That's fine. But like what you're actually wanting to see is just Pokemon interact with other Pokemon. I will say that the director they have doing Detective Pikachu does have some pretty good animated movie credits. Like what? Shark Tale. Shrek. What? Monsters vs. Aliens. Okay, Captain okay, Underpants. Back up. Before we go on, is Shrek considered good or bad anymore? I don't know. I can't tell. Do people actually, like, it's such a, like, meme at this point. I can't tell if people actually like or dislike <laughs> Shrek. Because when Shrek came out, I definitely liked Shrek. And now I, like, kind of feel weird saying I like Shrek because I don't know if Shrek... Like, I think Shrek... Okay, I'm, Shrek 1 is good. It's yes. not the best movie, but it's, it's not pretty the best, good. It's not the worst. I only ever saw the first one. I haven't seen I anything say, past it. I didn't I care say, about Shrek enough to continue watching Shrek Shrek movies. 1 and Shrek 2 were good. I will not say anything about anything that came after, but Shrek 1 and Shrek 2 were pretty good. And at the time, they were incredibly, incredibly popular. But as anything that you look at that was very popular back in the past, you view it as through a brand new lens now, and you kind of say, uh, okay, I mean, some of it's a little cheesy and corny, but at the time, it was incredibly popular. I mean, it was popular enough to become an incredibly, incredibly popular musical on Broadway and make millions of dollars so it's still a very popular movie but i think it's one of those things that it was so popular and it was such a part of the cultural landscape that we're in the oh that was lame aspect of popular culture and then nostalgia will kick in for all y'all like in 10 years and then <laughs> shrek stuff will be back on the shelves and everybody's like oh that was such a good movie it's such a big part of my childhood and it they'll taught remake me all these lessons and... and then they'll remake it and everybody will be mad and you're ruining my childhood cuz it's not mike myers doing a weird scottish accent it's whatever <laughs> we have it's... it we're we're at the natural progression of popular pop culture where everybody's like uh, it was so lame if i think about it cuz now i'm trying to be cool and i like game of thrones I mean, if you're if you are actively pitting Game of Thrones against Shrek for me, <laughs> Shrek's you're gonna winning, lose right? that battle every single time. We're all in agreement that Shrek is the one that's winning. Absolutely. They have a they have Eddie Murphy have a, as a donkey. What more I'm do you ha- need? I'm what? hanging up. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about onions and layers in that movie. Layers it's real and is so is real good. Everybody's got onion layers. I I guess I don't know. I this isn't my I didn't really get a chance to react to this ever. I don't think like the whole Detective Pikachu movie cuz I didn't really process it a whole lot. <laughs> I think the thing that's like weird to me about this is that it the fact that this is their first foray into live action for Pokémon movies m- makes it kind of weird to me. Like if there was already a live sense, action though. Pokémon movie and then this was like in the Pokemon universe, you get more live action to like accompany it. That maybe would be more enthralling to me, but this is, it just feels weird. It doesn't feel like it's going to be a successful thing. I think the worry always has been that if they do a live action Pokemon movie, who is going to be Ash slash Red slash whoever you want? And that person will always be the image of what you think of 
And the only way I can explain that is it's hard to think about Harry Potter without thinking of Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, absolutely. And so, like, when you rem- this is like the first thing that movie wise makes sense without needing to like worry about that. Face but what's of the ash. problem with that? I guess, like, what what really well, is I the problem? Think, if there's someone if I, like because like Daniel Radcliffe is cool and stuff, but like that is now my only vision of what Harry Potter is. I suppose. I it's agree like, with that, and I feel the same way, but also that's not a problem to me, I guess. That's why I, I, I don't... I feel that as a vector for a test ground, whether people would accept this form after years and years of cartoons, Detective Pikachu is a good vector to, to come at. Is it, though? My concern is that people are going to see this, and they're going to say, what am, what is this? Why are they doing this? why did they give a voice to Pikachu? Why did they, whatever, like, this isn't what I remember. And I'm not talking about specifically people who are Pokemon fans who will go to see it anyways, because they're going to see it anyways. I'm talking about the broader audience, like the, the broader audience that things like Pokemon go and let's go are meant to uh, capture. Because if you make a movie that's just pitted at the, core pokemon audience it is probably not going to be a blockbuster hollywood hit and i don't i i feel like the group outside of core pokemon audience will see something like detective pikachu and be like this is really weird and it's cringy and it's like i don't like what they're doing to uh my memories of pokemon or where's ash or where you know where where is this and where's that like I feel like this is a bad starting point because (laughs) people will look at it and say, okay, well, clearly we don't need a live action Pokemon movie because this was not good. Well, I mean, that's the danger of anything. But I think Detective Pikachu has more tendrils outside of the franchise based off of that. It's a detective story. There's a mystery that I think the audience that it can reach is bigger than this is based off of a video game series that I don't know anything about. And it's only focusing on that video game series. And there doesn't seem to be anything more to it. And that's where I think going for like uh Pokemon red, the movie is more problematic because you're limiting the, the scope of what that movie can reach outside of it by its subject matter. Like that comes in with prejudice Whereas even Pokemon fans are like, okay, I'm not sure what this is, but it's got more to it than just a collecting story or Ash's journey. Like, the title alone says, there is a mystery at play here somehow. And I think that has a wider spread without having it being forced to an already existing storyline that everybody knows really well. I think on a... On a really simplified scale yes a detective story has more pull than a a video game story that maybe people <laughs> didn't play but when we're talking specifically about a live action pokemon movie which to be fair this is probably what this is going to be boiled down to not what type of pokemon movie is it just that it's a live action pokemon movie that's purely what this whole thing is going to be judged on and i i can feel that in my bones also that i don't know that that pull really is as big as 
the the original Ash story, the original Red story, uh, the original Pokemon story. Like case in point, whether we want we want to feel that way or not, like Red story or Ash's story is the biggest selling point for Pokemon for people who are not core Pokemon fans. And Gen One anything sells like crazy. Case in point, Pokemon Go Year One. Like we we you talk about it on the show all the time. Like that is the biggest selling point. That is the biggest money maker for Pokemon is when you recapture that nostalgia. And I think yeah, that- but I don't I don't think any Pokemon Go player who got super sucked into Pokemon Go was like, oh yeah, I remember Ash and Blue. I think most of them just remember like the actual Pokemon themselves. And I think that's specifically. I disagree with that. I, how I mean, many like, people walk even, around with like the Pokemon theme song blaring on like a. Yeah, but is that because a, they really, really like Ash specifically, or what they think, or or Red, or whatever? The glory about nostalgia. I mean, like they know Ash because Ash is like the Mickey Mouse of Pokemon. Well, right. I guess Pikachu would be the Mickey Mouse of Pokemon. Ash is like the Goofy, I suppose. The glory about nostalgia <laughs> pandering is that you don't have to. You don't. What? Mike just. Wow. I'm, ups- I'm upset. I'm laughing at the goofy oh. Ashley. I'm shaking. <laughs> the glory about nostalgia pandering, though, is that you don't have to, like, reference exactly. Like, as long as you can get people to remember, oh, it's got Ash and it's got Pikachu and it's Pokemon, that's all they care about. Like, that. that's really, like. They're like, oh, I remember all this. I remember every single detail of it, even though all they remember is just Ash and Pikachu and that Pokemon. Yeah, or a thing. Squirtle with sunglasses. Right. The, I think going back to the Harry Potter thing, and I think why I like this better than them ever doing a movie with Ash or just touching a video game storyline, whether that's like the red and blue or the heart gold, soul silver or the black and white storyline through the games. Most, I think a lot of Pokemon fans would argue that black and white has the best story. You're wrong. That's fine. Wow. I will say, going back to Harry Potter, that the the mysterious beast movie that they did was better than all eight Harry Potter movies that followed the books, hands down. And I think the like, and I think a lot of people agree with agree with me for that. And I don't know. I don't know if a lot of people saw that. I I don't have sales numbers in front of me. I don't know if that movie, that beast movie, did pop did more sales than. Like the the final chapter of Harry Potter book seven, which is movie seven and eight. But I think the reason why that movie stands out to me and why that movie was so good is because you didn't have to like rely on matching expectations for characters that have been established in an already determined story, if that makes sense. You only have to care about uh, what's his name? Dang. What I, I can't Tim remember. Goodman. Tim Goodman. You only have to care about Tim Goodman for about 90 minutes. And even if you played the game, like Tim Goodman was fine and tolerable. But like, if they had to do Ash or Misty or Brock in a live action movie, there's a lot of history and the, that and things that point to like, did they get this character right? Did they not get this character right? And even if they mess up Tim Goodman, and even if you watch that movie and you are, you're like, man, Daniel Radcliffe was a real bad Tim Goodman. You would go, like, the main reason you're watching it is for, like, the Pokemon themselves. And I'm assuming a lot of those Pokemon will have voice actors and will will hopefully achieve what they 
the same characteristics as they did in Detective Pikachu. If you haven't played Detective Pikachu, I would encourage playing the demo because the the P-Doves are probably the greatest characters in that entire game, and they're in the first chapter, and they're incredible. But uh, one of your points, Micah, was like, people freaking out about Pikachu talking, and people already did that. Hardcore Pokemon fans already did that when Detective Pikachu came out. I had countless people come into my stream and be like, I don't understand this game. Why is Pikachu talking? And these are people that play the main series games. But I think in a movie form, that is part of the mystery, right? So, like, the difference there is, instead of committing to a $40 game, you just bought a $7 ticket, and you're probably just going to sit through it for the 90 minutes. And at the end of that movie, not only will you see dozens of different Pokemon talking, that kind of, like, will then, okay, well, Pikachu's talking, but also dozens of these other Pokemon are talking, you'll find out why Pikachu was talking at the end of the movie, which will then justify your time whereas whereas right now the barrier is why is pikachu talking like an old man oh this game is 40 dollars and it's not for me well i guess i'll never know why pikachu talks like an old man i could tell you sure. why right now but no spoilers no don't. i'm not going but to here's here's uh, fantastic here's, beast did not outsell the other movies but no, it did, it do did very, worse very than well. every one of them <laughs> it, did no, great, it did do worse it, yes it, it did it, it did. It did about a hundred million dollars worse than every every Harry Potter movie. But that movie is the best Harry Potter movie. But see, that, that's the difference. And it doesn't though. That's include what I'm Harry saying. Potter. Like, <laughs> it, it didn't do as well. I'm talking about like I'm gonna see Detective Pikachu. I liked the Detective Pikachu games. I didn't finish them, and but I want to because I really like that story, and I will see the movie and enjoy it. What I'm saying is, it's weird to me that this is their first foray into it because I feel like it's already not going to be successful because of that. And when I say like people freaking out about Pikachu talking, I'm not talking about core Pokemon fans that will li- literally be upset about anything that Pokemon does differently because that's just how it goes. Yeah, but if you look I'm at like Legendary about, and you look at World of Warcraft, who, that did poorly and you would think on paper they did everything right. But I, I'm talking about, I, I was, for that specific point, I was talking about people who don't know this Detective Pikachu story because they didn't play the games or whatever. They don't understand really what it's supposed to be about. All they see in a trailer is that, oh, I remember Pikachu from my childhood. Obviously, I remember Pikachu because it's a pop culture character. Like, it's a big deal. Oh, Pikachu is talking like an old man? That's weird. I'm out. Like, that, not from the point of, like, people who care about Pokemon and will consume generally anything Pokemon, whether they complain about it or not. Just people who are already turned off to it because it's weird to them that it's a ta- it's a Pikachu that is talking. What is who's the voice? Ryan Reynolds is that right? Yep, Ryan Reynolds. Like that already is a point of like turning people off to it. Like I've I have friends that I've talked to that have said like this is a weird this is a weird thing, and I'm I like people who are into Pokemon Go and like people who have you know remember what the theme song for the Pokemon anime was, but haven't touched anything Pokemon since, really. That audience, which is arguably the most money-making portion of modern Pokemon, I think, I feel like it's just, it's just like a weird, like, I, it, I'm worried that it's not going to do well, and it will result in no future attempts at like a live action movie or like a larger scale production quality pokemon thing the barrier of entry is pretty low though 
I think the barrier of entry is lower with this one, which is my only real point. Because I think no matter what they do, the first foray will set it no matter what. And I think the stakes are a lot higher on all of the other products than this one. And I think I think I think the failure the failure of this one also that, could have less impact on things in the series being made live action further. Like it could also easily be seen as a proof of concept with a safer uh entry point and we can prove and we can prove that they can sell to X Y and Z and therefore we can approve to go for much bigger products. Like there's a million different ways that this can go. I think all the points are valid. I I still think that from a business standpoint, there's less at risk with Detective Pikachu with more outside appeal than something that focused on red or blue nostalgia or no, especially since there are already existing media that, the visual media that they would be compared against, whereas there's less for this. Like, there's fewer points of comparison for Detective Pikachu than there would be for Pokemon Red, the live-action series. Like, I mean, they would be comparing against the video games, plus the anime, plus the character designs in the anime. If, if you think that they're not... If you think that critics or whatever like people that are going to be pushing reviews for this movie are going to compare it strictly to the detective pikachu game and not pokemon no as a they're whole. not that's I'm, all right i already feel that. that that's right yeah they're not, they're not going to i'm sure most critics who are seeing this movie have no clue there's a game right that it's based off right of. and that's fine i don't think that needs i i think like if this movie is a complete disaster and if it fails i don't think pokemon loses anything uh, besides what like a couple million dollars which they don't need because they are the number one grossing franchise of all time i don't think they lose anything but i think if it is even remotely good to the point like going back to old movies i as, as a kid i thought scott pilgrim was one of the most incredible movies in the entire world when i saw it and i saw it like three times in theater and now 30 year old me i don't think i could probably stomach watching that movie because it's probably oh, it's really, corny. really good Okay, no, maybe it's really maybe good. it's still it really good. It holds up real well. But like, what they can gain is a lot more people seeing the movie from word of mouth. Because wasn't there like a huge thing about Scott Pilgrim specifically? Like that movie did really well because of word of mouth. Yeah, it did. And then on top of that, if people did, on top of that, if you get Pokemon fans seeing it, because like like sales alone, Detective Pikachu sold garbage compared to most other like. Well, obviously compared to main series games, but Detective Pikachu barely sold anything. And that I would say that Detective Pikachu is one of the best Pokemon spinoff games made, um, not because of the game part of it, just because of like the Pokemon character development in it. But like, so you, you rarely, you, you, you risk losing ultimately nothing besides making the movie and promoting it. But you can gain so much more. You can gain the word of mouth of people who would have never seen a Pokemon any Pokemon movie, anyways. Plus, you gain the fact that Pokemon fans who decided not to buy Detective Pikachu will then probably walk to Target and be like, "Oh, I'm going to buy Detective Pikachu because I enjoyed my seven dollars and ninety minutes." Yeah, maybe. I I don't know. It remains to be seen. I think, but uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm worried about it because I just don't think that like 
in the same regard that critics will look at it, I think the broader audience will be like, I I didn't know that this was a game, so I'm going and expecting what I know of Pokemon. Uh, and I'm getting Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu and some weird story about... I mean, we won't get into the specifics of the story, I guess, but it, I just... I don't know. We'll see, I guess. I, I feel like m- the concern that I have for it is if it doesn't do well... Sure, as a whole, Pokemon doesn't lose anything, but consumers remember everything, and I think I it'll mean, be like, hard to say like a lot of bad in the future. Pokemon movies, though. Sure, but I mean, how many of those have been in theaters since the like the original three or four or whatever? Like, it, how many of them were actual things that people as a like had a box office? I mean, uh, like, not uh, many, not many, because like they stopped going to the movies because they were bad and right. so like <laughs> that's what i'm saying like though that doesn't have as much of an impact like that's not as much of a part of the conversation because of that like sure the first pokemon movie and maybe the second pokemon movie like those were big impactful worldwide movie theater releases and those have are have a part in the conversation but beyond that it, none of the other pokemon movies really do and I think that people who might see this and be like, this is weird, this is cringy, this isn't what Pokemon is, I remember Pokemon to be, or like, this is, I don't know why they're telling the story, or like, it's strange, whatever. I worry that that will become like, this movie was bad, will be the what dictates whether or not people will be interested or excited in a future Pokemon live action movie, regardless of what it is. I hope it does well, personally. Because I like that story, and uh, I am excited to to see the movie. I just hope that it does better than I feel like it's going to do. I want it to do good, but deep down, I feel like it's going to be a failure. I guess is the best way to describe it. Like, <laughs> I, I i i get I get your fear. I do honestly. I'm a huge I'm a Star Wars fan, so let's see. <laughs> I get I get wow. the concern, uh, but I think. I I think your concern is valid but I think for me it's less of a concern. I see the downsides smaller than I see the upsides. If that makes sense. I see more positive can come from this than downsides. So if you look at Ryan Reynolds being Pikachu, yes. he was uh Deadpool, right? Yep. Do actors like just get forced roles because of their uh, agents or do they read a script and go this is trash but the money is good but I'll still do it or do they just go like this seems this seems cool so I want to do it like where how is that com- like well how not so, the how of he became detective Pikachu but did he sign on knowing that this will probably be a disaster so there's a couple of aspects to that um, Ryan Reynolds is now a big enough star that he can make decisions on his own, like say, I'm interested in this pro in this project and I'm, I'm willing to go out for it. Um, one thing I will say that if you look at a lot of actors as they get married and have kids, they tend to start thinking, I want movies that I can show my kids so they can see what dad does and not have to have it be an R-rated movie. So there are a lot of actors that you'll see, like Robin Williams did Aladdin because he really wanted to have family-friendly movies for his family. 
Um, and I think a lot of the same thing is happening here. Ryan Reynolds does want I think he has interest in the genre. Like he has a level of geekiness about him that he, that, that would lend him to not looking at a project like this and saying, absolutely not. So I think I have a feeling not knowing for sure, but I have a feeling that he probably heard about it or his agent, you know, they just sent out a call saying, Hey, we're looking for X level of star. This is our budget would a big name be interested in doing this? And then the scripts go out and they look at the project and say, yes, I'll take it or no, I won't. It, it, you know, it really varies from actor to actor, whether they sit down and read the script and say yes or no. And there are definitely, definitely Jeremy Irons and Dungeons and Dragons movie. Uh, times when actors are like, I just need a paycheck and this is not going to take a lot of my effort. So what I'm going to go mean? for What's it. Wrong? What was wrong with that movie? Oh my god! This like, is a conversation off <laughs> off the podcast of what was wrong with the Dungeons like and Dragons movie. Come on, oh. uh, but largely actors have like talent has their the final say in what they're what they do, right? Like, well, <laughs> like a, like yeah. an agent can say this is an good for you. Can, this is an a good agent thing. can offer it, and if they're at a level of success where they can turn down work, yes. The level of success, like how much money they're actually making, determines whether they can afford to say yes or no. Because it's incredibly hard to make a living doing acting. So there's a lot of actors and actresses that you look like, how did you get into this film? And you would assume, because they won an award or whatever, that they could turn down any role that they want. But financially, they can't. Right. But So they're like, uh, yeah, I will do this film because I, I absolutely need a paycheck. So... I think Deadpool has done enough that we can look at the conversation that Ryan Reynolds probably could have turned the role down, but went for it um, because he has interest in it. I'm sure he saw Pikachu and was like, that's that's I'm going to make big money off of this. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there was, you know, it's a known like the selling points to getting person on board. It's a known thing. It should do X, Y, Z box office and we'll pay you blank plus blank. You know, whatever deal they worked out for the money. Right. But then also, I think, you know, when you're looking at somebody like Ryan Reynolds, they could also say, you know, I'm I'm making enough money right now. I don't want to. Um, so there probably was something in the script or in their pitch or in the product or he wanted to make a movie for families so that his name could go beyond R rated, you know, because that's a huge thing for actors to diversify so you can, can keep working. So there's a lot that probably went into it, but I would say that he didn't do it just because it's a paycheck, but he did it for reasons of it's a good product. He felt that there was interest in it and uh, wanted to make something that branched him into different markets. Got it. Cool. That actually answered what I wanted. Got two more news articles. We're going to keep going with this. Before we get there, I got this. Uh, we have a correction from last week. I think it was Greg and Will was on. I barely remember yesterday more, more, more or less than last week. But uh, Aiden from Slack wrote in and said, I'm writing to correct you about Chinese language. Do you remember this, Greg? No. Okay. I don't remember yesterday, so sure. Uh, Mandarin and Cantonese are spoken languages, and both can be written with either simplified or traditional characters. Since there's, since there's only text in Pokemon, the languages added were traditional and simplified Chinese. 
Uh, maybe this was. This is really weird because this, this is, is really old. You and I talked about. Maybe this is me and on Micah. the carve. On I the carve, this, we talked yeah. about Cantonese and Mandarin, but not in regards to Pokemon at all. Yeah, which um, is like <laughs> really throwing me right now. Man, this, I guess apparently I've been talking about Chinese languages recently. Mandarin, <laughs> Mandarin, and simplified Chinese are the official language of China. But Cantonese is still the majority spoken language in places such as Hong Kong and some other town I can't say. Uh, Cantonese tends to be used with traditional characters, Mandarin with simplified, but uh, the island province of Taiwan uses traditional characters while speaking Mandarin. I don't know where anywhere else does this in reverse, but it could definitely be done. So I think we were talking about how it was a big deal that Pokemon added China, the Chinese language to Pokemon games, but then we were like, I don't know if that was Mandarin or Cant- Cantonese, oh, yeah. and then I was like, I don't know if those were actually spoken or written, and then I think on the carve, Micah and I were talking about John Cena speaking <laughs> Mandarin. <laughs> don't I, know well, why. We were talking about that. We were talking about like Frontier and Online, which are largely like Chinese audience games for Monster Hunter. Yeah, and then for some reason we started talking about the language, like. I mean, language is so interesting because China is so big. Yeah. Very big. It is a very, like, complicated, not, I guess not complicated, but to us who only have one language to speak, it's complicated to have, like, a country that has multiple, like, largely accepted and used uh, dialects, I guess. So thank you, Aiden, for the correction. Electric type field research tasks announced for August in Pokemon Go. This is off, uh, I mean, Pokemon Go tweeted about this, and I'm sure you got a push notification in your app, but Raikou, the legendary Pokemon from the Johto region, will be available on August 1st. It's such a good dog. It's a cat. (laughs) (laughs) 1 p.m. Pacific time. If players connect enough stamps on seven different days, the legendary Pokemon Raikou will be available through Breakthrough Reward. (sighs) Sabertooth tigers are cats. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) But do you, like, is that true, though? Because really, they're not not cats. They're dinosaurs. Not a zoologist, but... (laughs) I don't even know if the saber-toothed tiger is a real thing that existed or if it's just mythology at this point. It w- <laughs> Just keep going. I can't. Yeah, we can move on. on. <laughs> Moving <Just>. on. <laughs> Lucky Pokemon feature announced in Pokemon Go. Uh, boy, there was some drama behind this. Uh, this is off was Pokemon. There? Yeah, there was. Uh, because people. Because Pokemon Go players are the most impatient people in the world. Case in point, Micah is one of them. Am I? Yeah, what you're happened? really impatient when it comes to Pokemon Go. I mean, stuff. I'm just impatient when it comes to things in general. <laughs> I I, I want to keep moving. I want to wait. What are people What are people upset about? Uh, let me let me tell the news and then I'll I'll say what happened. I'll I'll tell you the drama. Uh, okay. Lucky Pokemon are ready for a new adventure. Trainers, Professor Willow has made a po- important new discovery about Pokemon. He's done more than Professor Okta has done in 22 years. Uh, he oh, his, fi- his findings suggest Jeez. that Pokemon can take on a new trait when they are traded. The trait's origin is a mystery, and you can experience experience it soon in Pokemon Go. According to his research, 
there is a chance that Pokemon, when traded, can become sparkly, lucky Pokemon. It seems that lucky Pokemon require less Stardust to power up, which means they can reach a higher CP much faster than other Pokemon. Plus, a lucky Pokemon can be detected by the Pokedex, so you can keep track of them. The longer a Pokemon spends inside a trainer's Pokemon storage, or trainer's Pokemon storage, the higher the chance of them becoming lucky when traded. Whether or not being in storage causes the Pokemon to be lucky still remains a mystery, but be sure to stay posted for more results of the professor's research. With the discovery of lucky Pokemon, gifts also can include special new surprises. Trainers who send gifts to friends will now receive XP for doing so, and will also have a chance of containing Stardust. It's time to begin your new journey with Lucky Pokemon. Share a photo of your new finds with hashtag LuckyPokemon on your preferred social media channels. Stay safe and happy exploring. I have a lot of thoughts about this. I think it's cool, first, first of all. But the drama, real quick, is they announced this blog post on uh, July 23rd. And... If you are unfamiliar with how mobile apps work, what companies will do, this is both on Android and on iOS, is a lot of companies will send out the, the, uh, the new version of the app to a very small number of people. And this is very common. And if after it goes out to maybe you know, 1,000 to 2,000 people, which is very small compared to the 5 million active Pokemon, well, I think it's up to 7 million active Pokemon Go players. They will monitor it. They will, look for pro- they will look for problems. And if it's okay, they will start rolling it out to everyone. But that takes time. So there have been instances where people got an early version of Pokemon Go or a, you know, planned update. And then there were issues. Uh, I think the last one that was like a the thing that they prevented from rolling back was it stopped the Pokemon Go Plus from working. I don't know if you guys remember this. It was like two months ago. Yeah, I remember that. They rolled it out to like 2,000 people or whatever. It stopped working. They delayed the update for like a week. Then they rolled it out to everyone. Anyways, they rolled out the lucky Pokemon to a small amount of people. They made sure that the app was working. Uh, it's not working fully. There's some weird new issues with it, as Micah and I have experienced, but... It was working well enough that they did a complete rollout to everyone, but normally when you do a complete rollout, it can take several hours to even a couple days for everyone to get it. So for example, I was streaming on, I think, Wednesday, and uh, some people in chat said they had it, some people didn't. I checked, I didn't have it. I actually didn't get the update until like 3 a.m. the next day, and you get that you... This ha- this is this is common with ev- any app, Facebook, Twitter. This is just how app rollouts do not go to everyone instantly. There are multiple servers it has to hit before people get it. Anyways, the drama was this blog post went out. People were getting the app update early, and so what they were doing is they were trading their old Pokemon to people, and then going, "Well, this one's not lucky. Okay, let's trade again. This one's not lucky," and they ended up trading a lot of their old Pokemon. And if you know if the, how the trading system works, you can only trade once. Uh, you can trade a Pokemon once. Not a Pokemon like you can once, only trade yeah. Once. But if you have only like 10 Pokemon from 2016, and you've traded those 10 Pokemon instantly to your friend to hope that any of those become lucky, 
you you don't have any Pokemon from 2016 anymore to trade. And then Niantic had to tweet like an hour after the slow rollout that stop trading. This isn't live. Like it it is it is in the game, but we didn't turn it on yet because not everyone has this feature. So that was the drama. Is there was Way a bunch go, of Micah. W- bunch of uh, very what impatient. The, what does this have to do with me? You're I the impatient saying, Pokemon. I was Go just saying player. you're an impatient Pokemon Go player. I mean, when they rolled out trading <laughs> and like friends, I was one of the only people on my timeline that was like, everybody needs to stop freaking out that they're not getting it. They did this with everything else prior to this. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens over time. I'm impatient when it comes to like, if there's a raid available, I'm gonna go do the raid. Mm. As far as the company goes, like, I'm fine. Do your thing. But I, as I, as a collector, I feel like. I'm glad you didn't do this, but I felt like you would have. I I was thinking no, of. I honestly uh, don't care about Lucky Pokemon at all. At this I, point. I was thinking of you of like remember when we all caught that Hitmonchan back in the park, Lake Park, yeah. and I was like, that's like the first Pokemon I thought of that I still have. That I was like, oh, this is what I'm gonna trade, and hopefully, who I trade it to, whether it's Micah or Irene or Becky, I was like, oh, like I'm sure Micah, you still have that Hitmonchan. Oh yeah. So I would trade you my Hitmonchan. You would trade me your Hitmonchan. And then hopefully we both have lucky Pokemon. Yeah. But if we would have done this right away, that feature wasn't on yet. And now we have each other's Hitmonchans with zero <laughs> chance of it being lucky because I we can can't this trade them again. Do you see the, you see the dilemma now? Yeah. I, I guess, did they like communicate that it wasn't live prior to that? I don't know enough. Of, I, I was, so the, I've been so busy was, that I haven't like paid enough all, attention to it. All they did was go. put out this blog post. Tweeted yeah. about it, put it on social media, and they said soon. But soon, the player base assumed because they got the app update, yeah, that it was live. So they were trading their old Pokemon without it being on. So, but then, like, are they at fault though? Because no, I don't think not... Niantic's at fault because no, they didn't I mean, say the, it was the ready. People are the people who got the update and tried to trade their Pokemon and then were upset about it. Are they at fault? Because if you get an update, like you just assume that it's the, the thing is live, right? I guess. Like, wouldn't yeah. it say like, this isn't live yet, but it will be soon. Like in the app, you know, like, yeah. But at this point, what, what can you do now? You can't trade those Pokemon. The antics not going to like restore your previous trades. Right. I guess the value here is the older your Pokemon is, the more it's can be lucky, and if you traded them, well now can you can't. sort by age? You can sort by can, top, yeah. right? You can sort. You can sort by age. Just seems it seems weird to like promote something before it's actually live. Before it's turned on, yeah. Right. Well, I think Niantic's in this weird position where, like, or I would say a lot of companies that make apps are in this weird position where, like. Anytime you start adding things to your game, your community's instantly ripping it apart and telling people about it. Like, how oh, long did we know Celebi was in the game? Like, a month before? Any Anything popular, I guess. I mean, You're you could just... N- that. <laughs> n- you could just not push updates, I guess, and then, like, risk pushing something last minute and hope it doesn't break anything. Yeah, like, no, I, they, I'm not saying, yeah, like, it, this isn't... Don't do that. I'm just saying, like, maybe don't... Like do the update, see how it goes, and then and then like broadly promote it. Like saying things like Professor w- Professor Willow made an important new discovery. According to his research, there's a chance that Pokemon, when traded, can become sparkly lucky Pokemon on Twitter. Like and then saying 
oh, by the way, they're not available yet, even though you got the update. They're not turned on yet. Like, that's kind of a problem, I think. But yeah, I think another problem, though, is if you push out, if you push it out and don't say anything, and then you have a ton of people active online who are sending out pictures and saying, what is this? Look what happened. You're going to get people who are trying it anyways, because they saw it on the Internet. So it's I, I get the position that they're in. Like, there's not a great way like either way people are, are going to find out about it so i mean i think yeah i think they needed to say perhaps massage the message saying this is a feature that's coming but it's not it's not there yet like yeah but the other problem is like people don't read they just yeah they just see so like it's it's hard i don't know yeah i, I, I mean maybe, this I also is like are... maybe a unique problem too to this situation like I yeah. can't really think of another time that this timing would be a problem as far as things that you can do in the game. Like, if something is not, like, if Friends is not on for thinking about past updates, like, you just can't access Friends. Like, right. But but th- this is also a thing where you have, you have a set thing of quote-unquote currency. You have a Pokemon that has... That has value depending on how old it is. And when you trade that, it can possibly become something else. And you don't know that without doing the action. But you're only allowed to do that action with that specific Pokemon once. So it's not like like what you said, Mike. It's not like the friends list where it says you either have it or you don't. You're in a position where I don't know if this is going to work or if if it is. But let's trade it. Oh, it didn't work. Maybe maybe the luck is just really... Maybe it's like a 50% chance. Let's try it again. Oh, that didn't work. Maybe right. I just slipped yeah. tails two times in a row. Let's try again. Oh, that didn't work. Oh, I just checked Twitter. It's not live. Well, we just wasted three Pokemon. See, yeah, my, I mean, it's tough. The way that I function is that I would never do that because I'm too careful about, like, I'm not going to lose this thing. I'm going to make sure that I talk to somebody who knows more than I do about it and figure out whether or not this is going to work. And I'll just wait until, like, I don't... I'm not. I'm real hesitant about doing anything that could potentially result in me losing any of my Pokemon, regardless of it's like a centret or like, like <laughs> you know, I, well, um, I, I, I'm, I'm, it's it's nerve wracking. I feel bad said, for those people. <laughs> but <laughs> that being said, drama aside, how do you feel about lucky Pokemon? It's cool. But- <laughs> <laughs> the inflection on that more, is like... I was expecting more excitement. I think it's really cool. I just like... I don't power up a lot. Because, you know, Stardust is required for trading. So mm-hmm. the fact that they'll require less to be powered up for battles that aren't... that Like, the power of the Pokemon doesn't really come into play yeah. much. So it's like, it, it gives me a benefit that isn't much of anything other than I can say, oh, this is lucky. So it's cool in the fact that it's a neat thing to mark a memory. And I like that. But from a well, practical isn't Pokemon stand- all memories, Greg? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Some of that crap is left in the past. I'm forward thinking, <laughs> buddy. Greg only keeps the Pokemon he catches that day. That Everything day else I- gets deleted. Everybody else is purged. The purge is coming and he spots in my bag. <laughs> Micah, you said you weren't interested in this earlier. I mean, I 
like I was saying, I was like poorly communicating that, but like I was saying, I, I I'm not interested in something until I know more about it. Really, typically is how it goes. Like unless it's really easy to figure out what it is or how it works or whatever, right on the spot. Like it's like. I saw people comparing it kind of to like pokerus and that like it's a it's a thing that just is it makes your pokemon better. It's like a thing that it has. I guess. I guess yeah. people don't understand pokerus is yeah, harder to I mean, find than a, shinies. That's its, <laughs> its own problem, but uh, but I mean lucky pokemon are harder to find than shinies, shinies. at this point too, right? Uh, Technically, like I mean, it ha- harder it, to find because it's based on an age. So if you don't have any pokemon, I would assume that we don't know the we don't know the stats, right? We don't know how yeah. valuable a Pokemon from July of 2016 is compared to a Pokemon of December of 2016 as compared to a Pokemon of January of 2017. We don't know how like what the difference is. Yeah. It could be that just any Pokemon over 90 days old is all bunched into that same group, right? We have no clue. Sure. Um I'm sure we'll figure it out, but um I mean I would like to see more benefit from it can than you, just you power up sorry oh go ahead you get an animation oh true you can't <laughs> catch lucky pokemon right like it's Correct. only traded pokemon yep hmm. which is interesting because um you know a lot of people were very excited when trading i came out and mm-hmm. i don't blame them training trading was something i wanted you know since day one i think it is a vital part of the mm-hmm. pokemon experience but also, the entire time, the last two years of Pokemon Go, I thought to myself, like, as much as I want trading to be in this game because I think it's important, I don't ever trade with anyone ever. Like, I remember sitting on my porch with a link table, with a link cable trading in Pokemon Red and Blue, and nine times out of ten, we were pulling the link cable out last minute to duplicate the Pokemon. Because I was a, I mean, like, let's be honest, that's all that happened. If you were between the ages of eight years old to twelve years old, you were just duplicating Pokemon. You weren't actually trading. Um, and then as I got older, like in the my awkward middle school, high school years, when I was playing Ruby Sapphire, Diamond, and Pearl, I was playing them, uh, you know, at home or in a closet or under the sheets. Those are bad analogies, but like I didn't mm-hmm. want people knowing I was playing Pokemon, right? I was closeted is the term, Greg. I was a closeted I'm a, Pokemon. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a familiar with that one. Okay, all right, good. <laughs> so, and then when it came to, you know, black and white and on, when I was in open, I, I came out of the closet as a Pokemon Go player, a Pokemon player. <laughs> Got some real issues with this right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't want to trade with anyone because I didn't want, I didn't know where their Pokemon came from or if it was hacked or not, but. I th- like I think this is a cool way to encourage more tr- trading, but I think at the end of the day it only establishes like memories. I'm curious to see if Let's Go treats lucky Pokémon in a unique way. That that to me is something that I'm curious about that in that game will these have a benefit in that game. Like, I'm curious what's beyond just the memory and what's more than, oh, it powers up easier. Like, what else can it do? Otherwise, you know, for just a memory maker for trading, great. I'm, you know, it's fine as it is. I'm not super enthused about it, but, you know, it's a nice to have. But I think if it can do more, like if there is something for Let's Go that happens or, you know, they finally change the battling system so it's not just tapping. 
and that, you know, powering up matters, then I think that it encourages it more. Because right now it's just, uh, this is something I want to do with my friends. I want to give them something fun and it will mark it. And then there's nothing more about it. It was a neat moment. And then when I think about it every once in a while, I'll like, oh, that was fun. Um, but it doesn't add much to my gameplay experience. But if there's more to it, if Let's Go does something with it, if in the future they have a, you know, there's some ability associated with them, that inter- that would get me more in- into thinking, okay, I really want to catch these things. I need to keep, keep them. I want to trade them. I want to train specific ones. I want to figure out the best way of doing this. Because as of right now, it's just a, oh, that's fun. I hope it turns lucky. If not, oh, well, whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that there's a whole audience of Pokemon Go that's really, really into, like, maximizing, like, min-maxing the game as much as possible, and I just worry that things like this will turn into, like, like, right now with trading, the issue is, ah, I don't know if I have enough Stardust, I don't know if I want to use my Stardust on trading, or if I want to use my Stardust on powering up my Pokemon, I have made the decision that I'm just probably never going to power Pokemon up anymore because I don't care about battling. I care more about collecting. But that's or just it's me. The, or it's the issue of I'm not trading unless you're trading me a shiny. Right. Or I'm not trading you. It, it, there's like things like, well, how much Stardust does it cost? How how good of friends are we? How many gifts? It, like we? How many days do we have until this gets cheaper? And now on top of that, I'm just worried about things like, well... I will only trade this Pokemon if you have this Pokemon and it has to be this old or older because I want it to be a lucky po or I want the chances Mm. of it to be a lucky Pokemon to be better. Or like I'm only accepting trades for Pokemon older than like a year or something like things that turn like something that's already not like complicated, but a little bit more involved into even more involved. It's just, it's a lot, I feel like, to keep track of. I, but for memories, like, just for the, the surface level enjoyment of, like, remembering, like you said, trading the two Hitmonchans that we both caught when the game first came out in the first week, and, like, it ha- experiencing that together and uh, having a new way to remember that or cherish that memory in a way that we can't, like, we can't trade it to anyone else. <laughs> it's already been traded, and it's right. lucky, so... We it's have also cool. like a totem that's that memory. That stuff's also, cool to me. It's also cool that like as a collector, like I kind of not want to collect one of every lucky Pokemon, but I would have to do that by like communicate, like going outside my shell and communicating with people. Yeah, that's a that's a nope. <laughs> <laughs> that's just not gonna happen. Sorry. <laughs> but we're, we're we are getting to the point in in vi- there are there are people who love collecting Pokemon. So the next step after collecting all the Pokemon and like having a a Pokemon bank and having a living Dex, then like wh- when a new Pokemon game comes out, you collect those, you know, whatever, 60 to 100 Pokemon and then you're done again. And so you, your next step is like, I'm going to shiny hunt, right? Like that's yep. what people fall into because I like collecting and these are hard. These are the same Pokemon, just different colors and they're harder to collect. And now... This is like another thing to collect of like, obviously they're different games, um, but like, oh, I'm going to try to collect Pokemon that are lucky, which involves me trading people um, to like collect all of those, which is cool. Mm -hmm. It's like something I kind of want to see come to the main series game because I don't, 
I mean, if the benefits are similar to what Micah said earlier, like pokey wrists, like they level up faster. I don't care about that. But if they have a specific aura or animation and they came from somebody and there was a chance for that to be lucky, that's like cool. Because I always think about when I'm I'm doing Masuda method, which is the worst breeding method, which is the worst shiny hunting method in the world. Um, I love it. Of like, I like it because I, I don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. <laughs> but like when I was making, I specifically caught a Phantump in a friend ball. And then I did the whole breeding thing to make sure, okay, I got a female Phantump with the hidden ability Harvest. And now it has Adamant. So I'm going to take this one out. I'm going to put this one in. I'm going to attach an Everstone to it. So then all the future babies are Adamant. And every baby has a 60% chance of having the hidden ability. And they're all in friend balls, and that's really cool. And now I can trade people, specifically phantoms, in friend balls with the hidden ability harvest, with the right nature of adamant. Some would argue that it should have a different nature, but whatever. And all I can think about is those people are going to receive that Pokemon. They're going to stick it into their daycare, and then they're going to do the same thing I did to eventually find a shiny one. And it's like they can remember, oh, cool. I got originally got this shiny because I got a Pokemon from Steve and I bred for this shiny, but in in the habit of mass deleting, they're probably gonna add, they're probably gonna delete the actual Pokemon I gave it because it will look like all the other Pokemon they bred. No, they they're fools. You need that trainer ID for the lottery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but true. if when I tr- when if I was to mass trade all these phantoms to people so they can do their breeding mission or so they can just use it in battle, it would be cool if there was something to represent that it was lucky or I think it's I think it's a very cool concept to that kind of stacks on top of Pokemon and trading because yeah, as of right now, I like trading and giving people stuff, but I don't really care what I get in return. Like anything people trade me, I delete because it's like, I don't really know where it came from and I don't really need, you know, 45 core fishes. Uh, I've yeah. only asked for core fish because it was easy for me to search for it and find <laughs> you on the GTS. But like, that is 45 better chances at winning a Master Ball in the lottery. <laughs> oh my gosh. But what you, you know, don't it, understand, I had at one point. I think in Black 2, I had four boxes full of other people's trainer IDs <laughs> to work that lottery into giving me Master Balls. <laughs> you have no idea. I would like to see this come to the main series game. Not maybe in the same capacity, but I think it's a really cool concept on paper. Yeah, it's a neat thing. I just, in in the extensive... Pokemon Go. I just worry that it's like adding a new layer to what already is a lot of layers. Like we talked about before you and I like now we have shiny Pokemon, but then with things like glasses squirtle, now it's like shiny squirtle but also shiny squirtle with glasses. <laughs> but think and now about it's this, like Micah. shiny squirtle with glasses but also lucky. Right, like that <laughs> It's so much it's a lot, and like, it's cool, but also it. There's, there's two. It's it's adding so many. It's what it's would the rarest Pokemon be? Probably the rarest Pokemon right now would be a I shiny, shiny hat Pichu with with lucky. With lucky is probably the rarest Pokemon in Pokemon Go right now. 
you know what what's the time frame for saying are there stats on like how what the time frame is for, no there's no there's no, no time frames for what's lucky or what's not i kind of hope that that never gets revealed so that people will just be surprised by it and it doesn't become yeah. like a min maxing thing of like well i'll trade you this but i'm gonna wait till we're best friends and i'm also gonna wait until uh I, 365 days have passed because don't you that's okay when hold this on, is hold gonna on. be lucky don't- don't, and, Micah, you have people that you've talked to on Discord that want to do trades with you, but you, they specifically were like, we have to wait 30 days? Yes. That, that sounds terrible. I, it's, it is. And if they add, if they say like, oh, I get why. Pokemon I become get why. lucky after th- 365 days or something, like a full year or something, then it becomes like, oh, I'll trade you, but I'm going to wait to trade you until this time because I want the Pokemon that you're going to trade me to be lucky or I want it to have you know, yeah. the, ch- the higher chance of being lucky. Yeah. It's just, we'll see, I guess. Well, I can't wait I for my to be lucky Kangaskhan and... from Mark on my wedding yeah. day. If it's not lucky, I'm uh, instantly kicking him out of my wedding. <laughs> see? And that's the other thing, too. Like... <laughs> Start the deportation papers. <laughs> Get it... out of this country. I mean, does it... How dare you. dare you, sir. Like, what, what happens that day if you don't get a lucky Kangaskhan, but, like, Irene gets a lucky Kangaskhan? Divorce. Well, the next day, annulment. Right, yeah. like the next day, Irene gets yeah. a lucky one. Like, I think I think it's 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 a cool thing, but also you have to take it with the it's it's like people who first start shiny hunting and they're like, I can't believe you've been shiny hunting this for like fourteen days. Or how have you not moved on to a different hunt? Or how are you still doing this? And like for me, the thing I think of like this is fine. This is not abnormal this is how per- this is how luck works this is how rng is a this is why it's a thing it's why some people win the lottery and some people don't it's just dice rolls it's just percentages so like there's no reason for me to get upset if it's day 10 of hunting fione it's fine it'll eventually be shiny eventually it'll shine sometimes i'll get it in like two minutes sometimes i'll get it in 10 days but, but I did see you your get point, that Micah. Of like, first time though, because let's I did. be real. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I see. I see your point, Micah. Of like, there are definitely people who don't understand that, and if they trade a Pokemon that they've been sitting on for four years and it doesn't become lucky, or they receive a Pokemon from four years ago and it doesn't become lucky, I can see them being upset. But that's that's a personality thing at that point, right? That's just a. Yeah, I mean, not, it's like if you go out and, you know, if you go out for community day and you get three shinies and somebody else gets 20 shinies and you're like, I don't understand. And it's like, well, they got lucky and you didn't like there's no reason to be upset about that. Sure. Like there's nothing you could do to change that. But that's like a personality thing, I think, at that point. Sure. I think that I think that there's when you add layers of rarity to things that already have layers of rarity it starts to dilute it to a point where people start to lose interest in in the rarity of a thing or interest in pursuing a thing because it's too complicated right but you yeah. know that's that's for people who are like super serious about min maxing whatever like that can be said in lots of genres or lots of things like you know there's in card games and all kinds of things where it's first edition first edition hollow first edition hollow but with the shadow like there's too many levels of it yeah yeah i mean if they want to go down the rabbit hole go down the rabbit hole i'm not jumping in there with you yeah and i think that's the thing too is like you can you can either get really excited about this feature 
Um, cause I think I am, I would really like to get one of every lucky Pokemon, but I also understand that that will probably take me several years and it won't happen overnight. Just like a shiny Dex is going to probably take me, you know, realistically at least two more years to complete. And that's fine because it's something I can work on a little bit every day. Um, and before people get really upset about lucky Pokemon and me saying the words, I hope it comes to quote unquote, a main series game. In before uh, an interview with Masuda down two months <laughs> down the line, and it was Masuda's ideal the entire time, because <laughs> I can guarantee you right now that Niantic definitely had a conversation with Creatures and Game Freak, and I am 98% sure that this was specifically Masuda's ideal or the actual Pokemon company's ideal. So I'm just I, always fascinated by the mindset that I, a company who owns a property just suddenly just has no conversation with the company that owns and manages that property. Like, oh, we're just going to make a bunch of stuff and send it out. And what are you going to do about it? Like, like that's not how business works. It's like all the people getting upset, like, oh, I can't believe they're using Niantic's catch mechanic in the new Pokemon game. I had to break it to you. <laughs> Masuda was the one that made the catch mechanic. Niantic's just the one that made the game. Uh, or like shiny colors too. Yeah. Oh People yeah. The like, conversation about shiny colors. I don't know why Niantic. So bad, yeah, but people saying that like it's oh, Niantic's yeah. fault. Yeah. Whatever. But so yeah. I'm I'm sure we will get an article slash interview with Masuda in a couple months, being like, oh yeah, when I when I first introduced Lucky Pokemon and Pokemon Go, I thought this would be a great thing to bring to Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Well, you I, know, that's just Niantic bribing him to say that. To yeah, yeah, their... I guarantee you that's going to be a conversation <laughs> we have in about two months. I am, uh, I think, I think this will wrap up the episode. Uh, I, I don't think we're actually going to get probably any Let's Go news until Worlds. Yeah. Uh, which is the 24th and the 25th and 26th of August. Um, when this episode comes up, it'll be July 30th, so... We might get something. Uh, we got that like small trailer. Uh, what was it like a week or two ago? Not like two weeks ago. That kind of showed a little. Like it showed the EV gender differences. But I don't see them announcing anything until the World Championship. They usually do a trailer or just a, at least one minor announcement regarding main series games at at Worlds, which makes sense. Um, on my calendar it says Pokemon Word Championships because I don't know how to spell. Um, they are releasing Meloetta, so if you're missing the mythical Pokemon Meloetta, you do not need a spectator pass. You can just walk in, connect your 3DS, and download Meloetta to your game. And I would assume that there would be something Pokemon Go related at the World Championships, since both last year they released Kangaskhan. Uh, what was it? San Antonio? Not San Antonio. Um, SoCal. And they released Unown that's spelled, I think, Worlds. So I I am going to plan on attending the Pokemon World Championships. I bought a Spectator Pass. I bought Micah a Spectator Pass. You did. Because I'm sure they're sold out now. If they're not, I tweeted about it if you need the link. But just Pokemon.com and then follow the world stuff. Getting to Tennessee is going to be the issue. Yeah, I mean we got we got cars. If we need be, we could drive it. But 
Yeah, it's only it's, it's actually just, only like eight hours, so it's not too bad. It's just eight hours in a car. Sixteen hours in a car, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that'll wrap it up. Sorry we didn't get to emails, but I didn't think you guys would spend twenty minutes on Sorry. manga. No, that's fine. <laughs> Sometimes when I look at news, I'm like, oh, we'll spend about three minutes on this. But you guys had things to say, so that's fine. Uh, I apologize for nothing. That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) I apologize for everything. (laughs) Well, that's accurate. Um, I don't know what uh, next week's show is going to be because everyone that's usually on the podcast will be at Gen Con and I won't be. (laughs) I might have to pull Micah again. Uh, or Miss Delaney. Oh, oh gosh. Um, oh, gosh. Unless Micah last minute changed his mind and he is also going to Gen Con. Come to Gen no. Con with us, Micah. <laughs> no. It's, Come too, on, it's buddy. too much money. Oh, money is no good in the bank. That's very true. Truer no, words have never... Money is no good in the bank as long as you have money in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll wrap up the show. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. I will be back next week with somebody, but uh, Greg is on Twitter at White Wing. Micah is on Twitter at Micah the Brave. I am at Twitter at Dragging a Lake, and you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. We this is technically our eighth year. This is eight eight full years of ISE, but um, this is we'll, we'll do an official anniversary show. Just like with with schedules consistently moving around, we'll figure out something. But uh, thank you if you've been listening for eight years. I've, I've probably very few of you because the show was bad uh, for several years in a row. Some would argue that it's still bad. Um, but if you made it this far, maybe you don't think that. So thank you. Uh, we'll be back next week. If you want, you can leave us a review in Apple Podcasts. We're almost at a thousand, so that'd be really cool. That'll be like the eight-year birthday present if you haven't. If you've been listening for eight years and you've made it this far and you haven't reviewed us in Apple Podcasts, I don't know what 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 you're doing with your life. Ugh, fine, I'll get on that. Jeez, um, jeez. Uh, otherwise, we'll be back next week. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective, super lucky. Oh, okay. Ooh, that was good. Quick shout out to our producers of this show, which include Robert, Kevin, Mason, and Cygnus. Thank you all for listening. 